You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 27. This episode is brought to you by Monday Night Soccer. Yes, it really is still round 26. Wait, no, no, uh, wait, no. Um, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss. And tonight I'm joined by my co-hosts, my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Colorado's very own Matt Pollard. How was everyone tonight? Woo, there it is. Great. Oh. I'm doing is that, the, is that the kit that has like the, the supporters' names embedded? Or that was a few years ago. Or is that just a current kit? Uh, that's almost a decade ago. Now. Well, that's yeah, the one I remember. The, this is just awesome. the new. This is the new home kit. Yes, I believe it was. It would have been the blue Colorado flag yeah. secondary kit that I believe had the yellow strip, yeah. and the yellow strip was actually the um, season ticket holders name. Oh, I so they had it on the, on the Maroon so no. Navy one, no, the Maroon no. one for some reason. But I thought that was cool. Yeah. That was a really cool idea they had. So, but yes, mm-hmm. uh, that that color is the the color for my alma mater. So I'm I'm partial oh. to seeing it. So yeah, yeah, maroon and and gray it's all good uh well that's that's a tangent we don't need to be on uh what we're here to talk about is uh round 27 the final fantasy round and this is kind of a weird one everybody so if if you haven't figured it out because i know ashley's gotten some text we've seen some weird conversations Mm -hmm. on on discord and and on twitter uh, round 26 is still going it's there's a game going on (laughs) it starts very very soon uh and it's still factoring into your round 26 score so if you have tried to go in there uh yes la galaxy and seattle are messing up everything um you can't set your lineup you can't change anything you can't really see your scores may not see some of the the league results yet i don't know why i i don't know why this game is not the first for round 27, um, because regardless of what's happened, we would have had 12, 24 hours turnaround from from the previous week. So it's it's kind of bonkers. I guess we can chalk it all up to some of the double game week rescheduling, some of the no, CCL. Because of the NFL. Because of the was, NFL. There it is. Home, think about that. home Seahawks game yesterday, so they moved it. Even think about that. There mm-hmm. it is. Well, you know, there's an easy solution to that, Ashley. Get your own stadium. Get your I've own been stadium. This for years. No one. Has, <laughs> I don't like funding to do it myself. No. So, <laughs> there we go. Oh. I harp on that all the time. It's one of yes. my biggest gripes about MLS. We were promised ten years ago every team coming into the league is supposed to have a soccer-specific stadium and be the sole, or at least be the primary occupant for this very reason. Well, we joined the league twelve years ago, so that would be why. And to do that here. You have to have at least a forty thousand seat stadium because there's forty two thousand summer season ticket holders. It's a tall order. They can do it. I'm waiting. <laughs> they can do it. Well, uh, as we let Belaine and Ashley discuss that on a different podcast, uh, we're going to do our our quick recap for uh, round twenty six as it stands right now with our team scores. If you're in chat with us live right now, go ahead and let us know how your teams 
have done so far. I know for me, my score will, will I don't believe it's going to change uh, before this is all over. But Blaine, how did you do? Uh, I got a 96, but I actually, I'm hoping that Skylar's paying attention to Discord. That score should go up to a 102. Uh, Montiero is my captain. He is not being credited with the hockey assist that he should rightfully have. So captain, captain assist right there for an extra six points. Uh, Skyler, you're on notice. You better get that done. The Discord people are pretty adamant on this one. And we know Skyler or Opta? Both. Both. Okay. <laughs> Both. Um, yeah, not the, not the worst round in the world. Uh, bench hit pretty okay. Um, I did go, go with Tati and Russell on the front line, which paid off really well. Didn't fall into too many traps. The only big downside I had was Casares Jr. for Red Bulls. I expected a little more from him, and he ended up giving me just a four. Um, 96 isn't a terrible score for this round, uh, but I do know that's lagging behind a few of the other players just a little bit. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I mean, if I get a hockey assist, I have 105. Um, but without it, I'm sitting at a 102. I, I have Monty as well, but I didn't captain him. Um, I mean, I did okay. I read and I talked about this a little bit. I wanted to captain Tati. It doesn't usually pay out for me. So I pulled it off of him last minute and captain Barco. Um, obviously wish I'd kept, kept the captain on Tati. Um, but I still had a lot of pretty decent hits. I had Rusnak over Krylak who hit really well. Kai Wagner did really well. Uh, Honey Mukhtar, I saw the lineup for the New England game and threw D. Jones in there last minute um, against the Rapids. I, I just had a feeling with that rotation, so it was nice to get – he just got a seven, but still, it's a clean sheet. Um, pretty disappointed in that Atlanta defense uh, for both those two games. I think a lot of people either liked Brad Guzan or liked Lennon or, or a Lennon alternative, so to come away with fives for both of them was kind of a buzzkill, but generally, okay. Uh yeah, that's that's not bad. I'm kind of in the same boat as Ashley, 102 uh, with uh, any extra points. It just gives me 105. Did not captain as well. Uh, I also lost my nerve, did not go with Tati, went with Barco instead. So we got 14. That's okay. Uh, but I should have stuck with with Patrick, our good friend Patrick. And uh, I ended up not running with Araujo, but I went with Moreno as my, my second Atlanta midfielder. And so that cost me some points. Right there. However, on the positive side, I did take uh, take the risk and ran Blackman as my keeperoo, and so I got the clean sheet right there early on. Did that switch, but I just didn't have enough uh, positions on my field to take advantage of my bench. So I'm getting Russell off the bench, but I'm not getting Wagner's twelve, not getting Reynoso's six or ten. So uh, it's okay. It's okay. Had 102. However, this was a big round for me because I was up head to head against in the semifinals against Matt Pollard, this guy in the window right below me. How are, <laughs> if I get 105, Matt, how does that change things? Uh, well, it doesn't because I'm sitting pretty at 111 right now. So, you know, Reed, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, you haven't had me on since, I guess, the end of the MLS fantasy regular season in which I took home the supporter shield. And obviously I'll be heading into the final for a chance, just like the New England Revolution, to do the double. Um, on that read, every single time uh, I come on the show, I try to speak something into existence. Can we speak an MLS fantasy trophy 
into existence? And could we do two of them to where there's one for the Invitational Experts League and then maybe one for our Patreon League as well? Is this this something that we could come and by trophy, I mean, like, let's go out and get like a $10 base, just the base from one of these places and then like super glue a beer can onto it. That's the (laughs) that's the level of memes that I I'm here for the memes more than I actually actually want you to send me a trophy read and so that i can brag about the beer can trophy that yeah. i've won see, you see that's funny I, I like where your mind is like in my head i'm thinking oh i could go to etsy and find something you're like no, no. just find a just find a piece of wood just go by a construction site <laughs> find something that they've thrown off glue a beer can to it and mail it to me that's what we're it'll doing. it'll look nicer than the wooden spoon that fc cincinnati is going to get Ooh, at the end of this true. year so true. i don't um, know they can i I, ha- I come from a very crafty town we could make some really nice wooden spoons to send up to cincinnati so <laughs> oh no. okay Okay. Matt, just I'll a few hours away. Give me, give me an STL file, and I'll three D print the trophy to put on the piece of wood. That there we nice. go. Okay. I mean, All we right. can do a three D printer. So if you find something you want on a trophy, we'll do it. Okay, we can do this. But uh, getting back to point of order, um, I'm at 111. <laughs> Had a pretty solid week. Um, like everybody else on the call, I was teetering back and forth between captaining Barco and not, and there were some better options there. And maybe the only other bad decision I made was I was waffling in the final minutes of the roster locking for Philly's first game last week. And I was debating between Shabilko and Johnny Russell. And I ended up not getting that one right. As longtime listeners of the show will know, I am king of the auto ruse. So I normally set myself <laughs> up for two field player auto rules at the beginning of the round, especially for DGWs, where there's a single game week team on the weekend that I could go back into. And then also I set up a keeper as well. And I lucked out this round with Sean Johnson on 10 points as my goalkeeper. And then my two auto route field players were defenders, Fontas and Gutmann. So 30 points between those three players was pretty, pretty solid. And I would say, Reed, I was trailing you going into the final day of well I should say going into Sunday um and then that <laughs> right. was really the that was really the difference for me so um and that's yeah, been a theme tight. for me it was tight yeah that's been the theme for me pretty much all this season I think the fact that I've lucked out on those or maybe picked right or you know uh switch a route out of those when things weren't looking good are definitely big reasons of why yeah, I'm going to be getting a 3d printed trophy from Reed and then or from Blaine in the next month there you go yeah, no, that's that was fantastic. Uh, well, what I have to do right now is run off to help with with baby Rue because he is uh-huh. not cooperating near the end of this season. But I'm going to turn it over uh, to Blaine and Ash, a few guys to take us through for the fancy takeaways and uh, jump us into housekeeping if need be. So, guys, off to you. Yeah, not a not a ton of takeaways for me this week. Um, there was a little bit of chat in Discord, other conversations about Montiero. Philly Blaine captains him. It was, it was a reasonable thing to do. Um, but I feel like that hype really flopped. Um, if he gets the assist eight, it's not terrible. Um, but I feel like there was a lot of, a lot of buildup to him being back and, and that didn't really produce some fantasy points. Um, and then I got to say, honey, Mukhtar just keeps delivering every time I think, it's either a, a matchup or he's away or whatever. And I think, well, he can't possibly produce 12 and more points again. He just does. Um, I think when we do our, our recap, we might borderline consider him fixture proof this year when he starts with a normal lineup, obviously, you know, Nashville makes a lot of tweaks and once they put him up top with Sapong, I mean, I don't even think we've said the name Cadiz in three months. So um, he produced again this week, like he has been, 
Um, so those were, were my two biggest, biggest takeaways, um, of the week was just Monty kind of flopping and, and Mukhtar just continuing to produce. Yeah, for me, this was like, I don't have any takeaways really on this one. This is kind of what we expected. There were a few little surprises, but this is the final week of the year. I mean, we know who's doing what at this point. Um, a couple of guys are coming on strong late, like Zellerion. Um, yeah. A couple of teams are trying to get back in form. They're doing what we expect them to do. Um, to speak on the Monty thing a little bit, Gazdag had a little bit better week than he did. Yep. Um, we expected some goal, some points out of the midfield. We got points out of the midfield in Philadelphia. It just you had you had a coin flip on who it was going to be, and you either picked right or you picked wrong. It's just this is the the top players are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, status quo. And I think it's going to be a really exciting final round. I mean, we've got a small double game week coming up, but everybody's playing on decision day. Decision day is always a fun time. Crazy things can happen, but you expect the big names to show up in a big way. And really that's what I expect for the coming round. And that's kind of what I saw in this last round. We didn't see too many surprises and it's just, we're, it, we know what this season looks like. Now we just got to put it all together for the final round. And if you're in champions league, you're trying to maintain your place or move up if you can, but we all know what's coming. Yeah. We'll said there, Reed, you know, I'll say I was a little queasy going into this week with the, uh, with NYCFC. Obviously we know what they did a couple weeks ago now against DC United, but I was kind of wondering, was that a blip? You know, was that just DC being really bad or was that an indication that NYCFC both from a fantasy perspective was going to have options outside of Tati Castellanos or, and also that they were going to climb their way back into playoff contention. You know, you had the clean sheet obviously in the first game. So Sean Johnson with 10 points, I think Maxine Cheneau led defenders with eight points there. Maxi Morales was a good option as well. And while I don't necessarily like their matchup that they have against Philly, that could change by the time we actually get to Sunday in terms of what each of those teams is fighting for. But, you know, two weeks ago, I would have said, unless you're telling me, unless they've got FC Cincinnati at home, if they have FC Cincinnati at home, I'll go with Tati and then nobody else. But, you know, I went with three NYCFC players this past week and it paid off. And um, I think they're certainly in contention for this week. And then the only other thing that I have to say, and this is maybe less of a fantasy comment, more just a general comment on the league of eliminated teams when they were playing teams that still had something to play for, didn't really produce anything. Toronto did have two draws, but you look at it, FC Cincinnati probably had the worst we'll say 120 minutes of the week. If you're talking about the final 30 against Nashville, and then obviously the loss that they had to Philly on the weekend, you know, I know San Jose got a result against RSL, but San Jose had already been eliminated from the playoffs at that point, but the rest of the way, you know, it was, you know, um, you know, when a, team that had something to play for was playing against a team that didn't, you know, NYCFC over Chicago inter Miami lost to NYCFC, you know, uh, there hasn't been a the narrative of eliminated teams playing spoilers or having a rallying cry, even on an individual basis level, or knowing that there's going to be a new coach next year didn't really happen um, when they were playing against a team that still had something to fight for outside of Toronto. And obviously, there's going to be a few more people whose seasons for sure is ending on Sunday that we'll know by the time we get to Sunday. So that's something that I'm looking for. I'm not really expecting Chicago to do much against Columbus, for example. Austin's going to be fodder in both of their uh, games this week, playing uh, at Sporting or hosting Sporting Kansas City and then playing at Portland. Something else to look at. 
Well, I made it back just in time for my segment. Uh, and for those of you who are not watching the show, you're missing some quality video content because mm -hmm. I am covered in diaper cream now. Yeah. Uh, my son was not trying to go to sleep. He was fighting a diaper change and I'm, I'm now covered in desitin. So uh yes you look worse i'm gonna i've looked worse i know <laughs> i've been called worse i'd look worse i am gonna call it war paint for for this round no uh i'm just gonna echo quickly what what matt said sort of the little bit of the opposite direction is really take a look at those teams who are remaining and have something to play for this round that's that's what i was taking away is that 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 is i talked about it last week that is a a big element of this part of the season and again uh, 538 has a really great graphic to go through. Just search 538 MLS. You can find their club soccer predictions. It gives percentages for who will make the playoffs at this point, and they'll be more accurate, of course, as of tomorrow. But you can really see which teams are there on the bubble that you may want to look at and which teams could, like LAFC is a great one, quick spoiler. They they lose that first game. It's it's bananas. Um, they They yeah. make that first game. It's not that much easier though, depending yeah. on what goes on so there's there's a lot of stuff that could go on that's definitely going to be bringing fire out mm -hmm. of players so be sure to pay attention to that i'd love to chime in with that that dc columbus and montreal are currently below the line but not eliminated and in the west it's just rsl and lafc san jose dallas houston all the texas teams all the texas teams yeah. in san jose um are eliminated so you're going to see a lot of a lot of pushing on that decision day from from those five teams for sure and columbus actually has the smallest chance to still make the playoffs with just six yeah. percent so it's it's maybe maybe too little too late for columbus at this point yeah. but uh that's that's what we got but no check it out 538 uh and just uh, just easy to search for 538 mls and that's how i always find it all right well let's move on now to our housekeeping segment for round 27 All right, housekeeping for round 27. Congratulations to everyone who is currently leading. I, I can't give a really good league update right now because we still have one game left to play. So if you are leading, congratulations. You're almost there. And of course, uh, be sure to tune in next week. Uh, this is not our final episode, even though this is the final fantasy round. Uh, next week, I will be having a very short Quick episode going over the winners from the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues, as well as the information for our yearly uh, feedback survey, both for the MLS Fantasy game that I will pass on to our connections at MLS Soccer and for just our our program, our project, our community in general. You can provide some feedback, what you like. Maybe you want to see some trophies like Matt's talking about. So uh, more information about that next week. Same fantasy time, same fantasy station, but much, much quicker. Maybe pre-recorded, but uh, we'll see. Except for the head-to-head -head leagues, I can definitely give a quick update based on what it looks like will happen at this point. It looks like our final, uh, for some reason, I still cannot see the Discord league. I don't know why, but if you're about to win or get to the final there, congrats. Uh, over in the Patreon head-to-head, -head, it looks like it's going to be Jason Morris versus uh, Ted Firestone. That's uh, a, a big Patreon supporter head-to-head uh, -head right there. Some of our two of our longtime supporters. That'll be that'll be a fun one. And then, as we already mentioned, over in the Invitational, Matt has overcome my early lead in in our semifinal game, and it looks like it will be a battle of the titans. For sure. 
at this point, it looks like it will be Matt versus Skyler, which Matt came in there. He was battling what at least the last at least the last third, but maybe even half the season. It was like right there, one and two back and forth between you and Skyler. And then you came in there at the end and secured it. So uh, if you get the the shield and the cup this year, it will be well earned. Mm -hmm. Uh, As for the actual round, as we've said and alluded to a couple of times, everything starts on Tuesday, November 2nd. Not only is that election day for some of you, it is also the start of the final round of the 2021 fantasy season. It's, it's crazy and bananas, but that game is going to be LAFC versus Vancouver, and it starts at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, now, as we said, LAFC is a team that's right there on the bubble, and uh, as for Vancouver, they are... They could get top four. They they're could. in the top four I mean, right they're, they're good there. They're, they're at about a 60% chance of making the playoffs, so much yeah. better for vancouver lafc is about 48 percent, so not horrible but this is definitely a game where i think we will see people both of these teams will feel Mm -hmm. a lot better with three points so this is one of those games we're talking about that has some very relevant real life results and the potential for some great fantasy results as well so check that out lafc versus vancouver november 2nd tuesday 10 30 p.m eastern standard time uh, as for the rest of the teams, this is a double game week. Like we said, it's a small one, not like the last couple that we've had. Uh, but teams that are on a double, we have Austin, New York Red Bulls, Sporting Kansas City, LAFC, Vancouver, Portland, Montreal, Atlanta, and Real Salt Lake. The double home game team that we have is Montreal, and the double away game team that we have is Atlanta. Uh, for my quick look, it looks like everybody else is just splitting one home and one away. Uh, everybody else is on a single and a few of these double guys are already out. So be sure to check out that and, and see who you may or may not want to, to play, to bet on, to bet against. Uh, but several of these double teams are also right there on the bubble. So the chance is really good for what you could do. Reed, before you yes. move on, I want to highlight one big thing here. Yes. Uh, Red Bulls are playing that front end of the double game week. If they win um, both DC and Columbus appear to be eliminated from the playoffs at that point. So that does change the weekend complexion a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a if point. Red Bulls lose, um, DC and Columbus have everything to play for. They can either one of them could leapfrog and we're getting into tiebreakers at that point, which I think DC they're tied on wins. DC holds the tiebreaker over Columbus with goals four, and I don't think that one's going to be in question. Um, Red Bulls, are behind on goals four. So if they were to lose and then draw, DC could jump them real easy. Um, well, Atlanta's Col- going to be in that mix as well because they're – Yeah, Columbus would jump them as well. But that first game against Red Bull, if you're planning on taking those hungry teams that are looking to make the playoffs, um, if Red Bulls wins that first game, DC and Columbus both drop off that list. As for teams on a buy, as usual, there are no teams on a buy, but as unusual with, we don't usually have double game weeks at the end of the season. And so there is a lot of switcheroo opportunities here. You can definitely look at the, the LAFC Vancouver game as some of that potential, but we have a Wednesday game as well that has uh, four games. So you can t- take a look there. And then on Sunday, you have teams playing at 3.30 and at six o'clock. So you have the ability to preview a lot before getting locked into 
some of the double game options and some of the single options. So this this is a round that definitely has switcheroos and keeperoos and autoroos much more viable than they often can be for the end of the season. So be sure to check that out. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're looking for those switches, Dallas is one of the teams that plays near the end. Probably not going to see a lot. Probably mm-hmm. not going to be looking for for them at, at that at that game. So Dallas is a good uh, place to draw from if you want to have some late switcheroos. If you're looking for early switcheroos, Houston will stay in Texas. That's that's a team you could pick up if you want to make sure you see a lineup and, and get some teams locked from from Wednesday, so you know you're going to be able to use your bench if you need it. So those are those are two teams to look at for your switcheroo potential. Uh, as usual, it's kind of hard to get some of the, the injury and, and card news right now. Be sure to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord so you can keep in touch with our Discord community and the pinned posts with our mega reference for all this injuries and, and cards and, and, and uh, suspensions, which Blaine may have some updates on, on that for us. But, uh, whoops. Uh, but Blaine, if you have anything for us, feel free to share it now. The only couple of things we've got uh Jimenez for Austin picked up a red card so he'll miss the first game of the double game week and then Matt was nice enough to put in there that Keegan Rosenberry is still questionable for Colorado um other than that I didn't hear of any big yellow cards uh though those aren't updated quite yet um and no major injuries that I saw coming out of MLS this weekend I mean Reynoso picked up a knock but who knows how serious that is yeah yeah and Matt, that you've heard of? Uh, no, I just wanted to mention, you know, Blaine already got Keegan Rosenberry, but I mean, if you're looking for defensive-minded players for Colorado, I would expect William Yarbrough, William Yarbrough is going to get uh, a number of save bonuses against LAFC if LAFC still has something to play for. And Austin Trustee's been gobbling up people and bonus yeah. points left and right. So um, if, if you're looking, if you're sad that Keegan Rosenberry isn't going to be there, you've got other options that you should be looking at easily as far as Burgundy defensive boys are concerned. All right. Well, like I said, to get the latest updates for that, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. And that is the easy way to join our Discord community. It is free. You just have to download the software and it's a fantastic place to hang out and chat and become a part of not only the game, but of the community that we have throughout the whole year. So head over there and check it out. But now let's start talking player targets for the final round. All right, our player targets for round 27. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. We're saying that round 27 already. Uh, let's start out as usual with our most promising games, Ashley. Yeah, um, I like the New England-Miami game for a couple of reasons. We know that Bruce Arena doesn't care about your fantasy team. It's true. Doesn't care at all. I can't even really tell if he cares about anything. Um, so I'm watching that lineup because... Miami has nothing to play for. Um, honestly, New England has nothing to play for either on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. But um, a regular New England team against the best in a Miami team, for me, is fantasy gold. I would expect rotation just based on Bruce's history. Um, but I'm definitely eyeing that one. It's not too late in the window to, to keep a couple spots open. Um, but I think that that has the possibility to produce some good fantasy points if, if rosters go the right way. Um, I'm also very much looking forward to basically both LA games. I, I think Vancouver at LAFC um, should produce some more fantasy points. 
Um, then when LAFC go to Minnesota and then I, or sorry, I said that wrong. Um, and then I'm also looking forward to the galaxy hosting Minnesota. Um, Minnesota still has something to play for. The galaxy should still have something to play for. I know there's, I have to go back through and look at if they lose tonight, what that looks like, but I still feel like they, um, have, have something to win or lose in the West, um, on that last day. So I just, you know, the LA teams are, are kind of clicking galaxy, not as much, but I know Chicharito's in the lineup tonight. Um, the galaxy aren't in a habit of not making playoffs. You know, I know that was a big contention when, when it first started happening, which was very fun to watch, but um, not so much if you're a galaxy fan. So I'm interested in basically just every LA, LA game. And then maybe that new England inter Miami game, depending on how much Bruce Arena wants to play. Blaine. Yeah, I think we're, I, you got to start with the teams you're betting against um, Atlanta versus FC Cincinnati is a big one. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there, especially with Atlanta being on a double game week, them make some easy choices for that one. And then I also really like the Columbus Chicago matchup. Um, I think that's, I think that's huge. Um, especially if Red Bulls lose that first game. Um, Columbus has got a lot to play for. Uh, Zella's coming on strong. The supporting cast is looking pretty good. I think there's multiple players there. If you're going to be able to take a Columbus fighting to get into the playoffs, there's a really good shout there. And then I just double game weeks always come up. I love both SKC matchups. I think this is a good opportunity for them to go pick up some points. Um, they're playing really well. I think these are both winnable games for them uh, where they can get a lot done. And there's a lot on the line playoffs wise there as well. And same thing. I like both Portland games. Um, just again, they're, I think they're currently fourth place. Yeah. Fourth place in the West but they have not locked up a spot yet. They're going to play RSL, which is a huge one to get out of the way early. If they win that game, they have locked up a playoff spot. And then they finish off with Austin, who is not playing the greatest at the moment. So, I mean, it's just Portland's got two really fun matchups, two really good opportunities. And their midfielders have been finding ways to score a lot lately. I think there's multiple options there, but I would, I would trust one Portland player, maybe two on this one and the matchups you're just prime for double game week final decision day everything looks like a lot of fun right there yeah i'm going to uh just reiterate some of what you guys have already said and what i know matt's going to be saying in a second i love all these lafc games these vancouver games those two teams i think have a lot riding especially after this first game is going to going to just be be all kinds of bananas of what could happen i, I love lafc for some of these uh just some of their players and what they have done and, and just some of the things that could be unexpected in Vancouver for the same reason, they've got some undervalued players that I think uh, could really pay, pay off in, in this kind of pressure and RSL Portland game. Absolutely love that as well. Uh, but so yeah, all these, like I said, all these teams in the bubble, I'm loving these games for this round, Matt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't have anything else to add about all of the LA games I think are going to be interesting. Um, I don't trust either any of those defenses whatsoever. And then the last ones that I'll throw in, I'll say both New York Red Bulls games, Red Bulls have refound their thriving in the face of chaos. Chaos has been a ladder for them the last two or three weeks. And when they're at their best, it's creating chaos and then pouncing off of that. I would not take other than Gutman between the, two Red Bull games, and then the three collective LA games, as in the LA Galaxy and the and LAFC. The only defender I'm taking there is Gutman. I think there's viable options in the attacking midfielder and striker front in every single one of those ones. And, you know, may goals rain down upon everyone and get all people bonus points. 
All right, well, let's talk more about the actual players that we're looking at and go into our keepers, defenders, and maybe clean sheets. We've been a little uh, hot and cold with that this year because, let's, let's face it, the season's been a little hot and cold with clean sheets. So, uh, Blaine, who do you like? Yeah, actually, I do have clean sheets to start this round off. Um, Montreal jumped out with a double home. Um, Houston's eliminated, been scoring some, but then they find scoring droughts. Uh, Montreal's defense hasn't been terrible. And same way with Orlando. Orlando's finding ways to score right now, so maybe that's not the biggest shout. But Orlando has also struggled at times. Um, Two home games. Uh, especially in this setup where you can see two Eastern Conference scores and then switch to a single game week uh, Western Conference keeper uh, makes it really interesting to try to go double up on an Eastern Conference game and see what happens. And Montreal's got two of them that I like, and then you can switch to oh, maybe Minnesota or Galaxy Keeper on the back end, depending on what the lineups look like. Um, I don't see as much on the West. Maybe you go San Jose FC Dallas for a keeper who have nothing to play for. Um, but I, it's really interesting with that. Um, behind that, I like SKC as a clean sheet chance. Um, Austin has not been putting up a ton of goals, and their de- the Kansas City defense is getting better. So maybe you throw that one in there. And then Nashville's the other one that has to be on this list. They've been playing so well. And Red Bulls are kind of a one-goal team if they get the one goal. So – I can see that one really sliding into clean sheet territory pretty quick. With that said, I have no idea what to do on keeper. Um, part of me is looking at the Montreal keeper. Um, Guzan has been in there as a potential. Um, Melia's another one that's on my list just to see what happens. Um, not sure where I'm going with that one yet. I kind of want to see those midweek lineups before I make a decision. There's a good chance I'm going to just go with Guzan who's got two pretty favorable games and just leave it at that. Um, As far as uh, defenders go, I think I'm going to go heavy double game week. Uh, Fontas for the bonus points. Gutman, who's got the attacking potential and has been in my lineup more often than not lately. And then I was happy that I didn't see this name on anybody else's list when I filled out mine. I like fall for LAFC. I think double game week, this is a big chance to get some points. He's, he's scored a few times lately, um, just really kind of flown under the radar for the few monster weeks he has had. Um, and on a double game week when two games may be the biggest deciding factor, I think he's one of those kind of hidden gems that could really break out as a differential player that, I, I don't know, he's had several double-digit scores because of the goals, and I think he might have another one this week. Okay, yeah, definitely a, a big differential right there that you have there Blaine uh, Ashley yeah um you know I like I like most of the the clean sheets that that Blaine referenced I think sporting has a good look um Montreal double home uh you know in playoff contention I, I think maybe um I like New England lineup dependent I mean I feel like I'll be a broken record how many times I'll say that tonight but very much lineup dependent there for New England um right now what I'm leaning towards is putting in Melia just to see how he does. I know it's a road game, um, but like Wayne said as well, Austin doesn't thrill me as a team that could put up a, a bunch of goals, um, but they have been scoring. They haven't been shut out much lately. Um, so I think I'll, I'll throw Melia on my bench, see how he does the first game, and then depending on the New England lineup, throw Matt Turner in there um, to start if I don't like Melia's score. 
I don't love Atlanta two road games. They couldn't keep two clean sheets at home. I don't have a ton of faith in them to do it on these two road games. I think these are favorable matchups, but um, just based on what they produced. And I know the, the one goal was just like a howler from Guzan, but still um, not crazy confident in, in them this, this round. Um, and then I, I like D Jones or Brandon by uh, again, <laughs> lineup dependent. I want to throw Lennon in there just for how he's been playing from an offensive standpoint. I love watching him on free kicks. Um, he gets up that wing so well uh, to, to play in with the attacking midfielders. I think he's worth it, even if he doesn't get the bonus points. Um, I like Fontas for the floor. I like Gutman for the floor. Um, midfielders didn't really jump out at me um, th- this week. Anything particular more than kind of these run-of-the-mill kind of chalky picks. Um, but I will echo what Matt said earlier, <laughs> not to intentionally contradict, but I don't really love any LA defender this week for either of the LA teams. I think that fall was good two months ago. Um, I think that the LAFC defense read Rita texted me before the Sounders LFC game. And he said, Sounders defense. And I said, wouldn't go with it. And he said, LAFC defense. And I said, also probably not great. They got a shutout. I was wrong, but I stand by what I said. Um, you know, they switched keepers mid season. I still don't know his name except for the fact that he's the same name as a defender. Um, that keeper, his hair is insane. So I want to like him, but I I just don't have any faith in either of those two defenses. So, um, that's not one I'm, I'm going to lean towards. I think if you looked at some of the single game week games, there's some, better kind of off the wall options there. Um, but at the same time, like I said, nothing non-chalky really jumped out at me. I think Montreal defense has been pretty leaky, but I think that could be a, a decent bench play. Um, but I will agree. I think Nashville Walker Zimmerman just had a massive week this last week at home against Red Bull, um, depending on what they have to play for. And then also the fact that like Blaine said, they score all goal <laughs> if they score at all. Um, I think Nashville at home could be a, a decent defensive shout for something that people might not be necessarily looking at. Matt. I've been crap at picking teams for clean sheets this, this whole season. So the yeah. one that maybe people haven't brought up is, you know, maybe sporting Kansas city. I like both of their matchups this week, obviously. I mean, I was already going to go with Fontas as one of my first center backs anyways, regardless of that, just because of the bonus points and where his floor would be. Even if SKC give up two goals in each of their games, maybe Portland because they're at home against Austin. And I just did some quick math. There's no mathematical way for Portland to be eliminated going yeah. into decision day. So they'll have something to play for unless they've already clinched and even then they're probably fighting for seeding and maybe that um, final home game spot with um, the three teams at the top of the West who've already clinched a home playoff game so maybe you go with Portland but that roster is going to lock in midweek as well and then you know as I've said uh, as I said earlier on in the pod you know I think there's a number of options if you're looking for late additions on decision day in terms of teams that are still in it or have something to fight for versus a team that's already been eliminated so Atlanta obviously is going to be on there for a Brooks Lennon maybe Columbus if they're not eliminated um, maybe for some reason Orlando's already 
uh, secure in their roster or, or secure in where they're going to finish in the table. So then you go with Montreal, who you already had for a DGW. And, you know, like Ashley, I'm going to, I'm going to be hitting the retweet button on the comment that New England pending what their lineup looks like, given that that's the only truly dead rubber game right now going into decision day. But I don't really love anybody for clean sheets, but Lennon, um, Fontas Gutman's going to be a really good option. I might go with Aaron Herrera on my bench for mm. RSL. He's kind of been in this intra- interesting hybrid role where him and Brody in like a back three, back five alternate between who's the right center back and then who's actually in the outside back position. And that's gotten him some more defensive bonus points when he's been a center back in terms of cleaning things up and getting interceptions, but he's still contributing to the team offensively. So I might look at him, but that'll be a bench option. And then if that, if that doesn't end up working mid, week i'll probably switch a out of him on decision day yeah you guys have covered a lot of uh, i think of great options uh, a name i'll throw out there i know blaine was talking about some of the maneuvering you could do for your keeper another option is you could look at atlanta if you don't want to go with three atlanta offensive players or you don't want to go with say a linen you could look at guzan as potentially a, a keeper the advantage of uh, the, the whole defensive unit for Atlanta is you get that 7:30 game on Wednesday away at Red Bull. Probably the least one that you're going to bet on against that. Uh, but then on Sunday you get the 3:30 game at FC Cincinnati, which is a pretty good shot at getting a, a road clean sheet right there. And that will all wrap up before yeah. six o'clock, before the rest of those teams lock. So you could get a chance to preview two Atlanta games. Uh, which you get one of those FC Cincinnati games. That's something you can't say for Sporting Kansas City because they do play in that six o'clock block. So you could only preview one. So Atlanta is one of the better chance clean sheet teams I'll, I'll go with because they're playing Cincinnati that you could preview two scores before you have to make that call. And, and there's some tempting single game week ones. I, I know I think probably the two, I mean, I'll just go Colorado, Portland, and, and San Jose. Those are three teams right there who are single game weeks who I think have a decent shot at a clean sheet or they're a solid backup for your keeper right there. I mean, San Jose definitely has the ability to do a clean sheet. We've seen it, but they're out. So we don't know what's going to happen there against Dallas, which is also out. Uh, we already, you guys already mentioned Austin, which is out, but Portland, which is fighting for home field. I mean, that's definitely something to look out for. I mean, Minnesota, Vancouver, Portland are all fighting for home field in that first game that they have to play uh kansas city is going to get well i guess kansas city or seattle or maybe colorado you guys are all just you guys are ridiculous in the west you're absolutely ridiculous in the west but but vancouver minnesota and portland for sure are fighting for that that home field advantage game so there's there's lots of crazy going on and like like matt already said uh lafc Depending on what happens, this first game is going to be what you're going to see against Colorado. Great chance for recoveries, for for shots blocked. Who knows? Maybe even a PK save. I don't know. It could be. It could be bananas. Uh, but but those are I think three single game weeks that you could really pivot to if you wanted to go with an Atlanta with a Guzan keeper. Um, if not, uh, Sporting is probably a nice a nice one to look at just because of that Austin game right there. Uh, as far as defenders go, again, you guys have covered a lot of them. Gutman is the one I would look at from Red Bulls, but I'm just not sure. I mean, at- Atlanta has the ability to to score. They've got so much, so I worry about Gutman there. And then they go to Nashville. And when you got Mukhtar and those other guys there, 
I mean, I worry about Red Bulls keeping a clean sheet this week. Now, Gutman is a bonus point producer. That that is, he is solid there, so not going to doubt it. But maybe he has some other options. Fontas is great. Lennon, of course, for the same reasons that I was saying for Guzan. Uh, New England, sure, lineup, we've covered that. Here's a crazy one I'm going to throw out there, and that's uh, Camacho. Camacho? Camacho? Camacho. Camacho. Camacho from Montreal, who has been doing okay with bonus points. Has two home games this round, one against Houston, one against Orlando. Now, the Orlando game, not uh, not all about that one, but Montreal has, has a, a fringe chance of making the playoffs. Lots of pressure there. I don't know. Would definitely be a bench player for me, but he's had, I'm trying to just look at some differentials here for people. Uh, he's had some, some decent bonus point production, maybe even had an assist in one of his last couple of games, but uh, that, that could be just a wild card. If you're really looking for something to, to differentiate yourself in a, in a head to head that you might want to give a shot, but I would definitely, that would definitely be a bench play if anything else. Uh, otherwise I think you guys have covered, a lot, not seeing uh, much difference from here. Uh, someone, uh, Jason mentioned Edwards from New York Red Bull because he was on some set pieces, but he didn't take any last week. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, it's always been Gutman as far as Red Bulls go, just with some of his consistency. And Enjoy a Tolkien every once in a while, playing every in the now and then. but not yeah. as consistent, not as consistent. Yeah, but no, that's, that's the only other question we had. So let's move on to our midfielders. Ashley. I mean, I feel like I normally only do this when Christian's here, so I'm not sure why I did it when Matt's here, but I kind of had a lengthy list, um, uh, more so than you could fit on the team. Um, But I'm just kind of going back and forth. Again, we've said this before. Some of this really depends to me on who's in and who's out and what changes on Wednesday and stuff like that. So um, I just want to continue to caveat that because I think that, that is an important factor so much in the Sunday games. Um, so with that being said, I really liked Rusnak's production this last week. We talked about the Krylak Rusnak debate um, as they've kind of, you know, gone on, on a wave of, of who to pick what week. I just really liked what he was able to produce this past weekend, um, where they're trying to be in playoffs. I would imagine him to step up again this week. Um, their matchups aren't amazing, um, like, I, you know, I don't look at who they have to play and what they have to do and think, oh, what a lot. Because, you know, at home against Portland, not incredibly simple. And then at Sporting, not simple at all. Um, but I just like him this week. Um, I was really happy, even though I didn't have him on my team, to see Arujo kind of pop for, for Atlanta, especially once we all saw uh, what he was getting paid. Um, but I, I liked him in Barco this past week. Barco didn't produce a, a lot. Um but I think I might be waffling between the two of them instead of the Barco Marino conversation that we've been known to have um, this week. Their away games don't really trouble me for attacking players. Um, I, I think that they definitely have an opportunity. They need it. Uh, so between the two of them, I, I don't think I'll double up. Um, like, again, like we've talked about in the past, but I'll go with one of them, um, you know, once lineups come out and it gets a little closer. I also think Gold is a play we've talked about, I've talked about this several times where I just can't buy into him. Um, even when he's done well, it's just kind of hard, but Vancouver is just honestly hitting a stride, which is a sentence I never said, and I wasn't sure I ever would. Um, and I think if things are going to happen, they're going to go through him. 
So I, I think that he would is a decent shout this week. Again, I don't love their matchups, but um, I think that he could produce some good points. And then the only one that was a real lock for me going into this week was Mihalovic. Um, I think with the two home and what Montreal has to play for, uh, the game in hand they have on the on the people above them right below the line. Um, Montreal offense has been inconsistent at best, um, but he has a pretty decent floor and, and I could see, you know, something popping for him. And then a player that I talked about going into last week and didn't pull the trigger on because he tends to just disappoint me when I want him to do well. And then of course he did crazy well because I didn't pick him up was Zella Ryan. Um, like Blaine said about the fact that, you know, if Red Bull win their Sunday game means nothing. Um, obviously then probably not gonna gonna pick him up, but if it comes to Sunday, you know, and Columbus is still in it, I think that Zella is is a is a player that should be on people's radar um to get that win and to get Columbus into playoffs as, you know, the reigning MLS MLS Cup champions. So those are kind of the, the names that jumped out at me the most. We'll see, you know, what I, what I settle on um, come actual Wednesday and Sunday. Matt. Um, you know, like Ashley, I'm, I'm very glad that MLS fantasy does not take players actual salaries into account when choosing the price. <laughs> Otherwise Arujo would be like Carlos Vela last year prices yeah. and completely not in contention. I mean, Atlanta midfielder, take your pick. I'm going with Barco because he's the only one who I trust to start both of their games this week and actually be productive in both of those games. I think Mihailovic is a lock for me at midfield, though he's nowhere near close to being my captain. I think it's worth discussing, depending on what happens in the midweek games uh, to go or switcheroo into um, Mukhtar. I think at this point, um, you know, I would agree with the statements from earlier in the episode, um, you know, that he's pretty much fixture proof and playing at home against a team that had a double game week and has to travel on the road for that second game, even if they're still in contention or still fighting for the playoffs. I really still like that. And then I'm eyeing the late night game on Wednesday in terms of Portland and RSL in terms of what that looks like. You know, I think there's a fair debate to be had about whether or not it's uh, Rusnak or Krylots that you would have. I would not go with both. And the big thing that I'm waiting for is just the, what happens in the lineup is Krylak starting up top or is he in the midfield? Because if he's starting up top, I like them playing at altitude against Portland's defense with Portland on the road. If not, I'm just going to go with Rusnak. Um, and then on that note, we've kind of seen the last couple double game weeks. Um, we've seen Giovanni Savarese alternate in and out between Valeri starts one game and then Blanco subs on for him. And then Blanco starts the other and then Valeri subs on for him. Um, I would like Blanco if I had a guarantee from Giovanni Savarese that he was playing 180 minutes. So something to look at, but there are other better options, including but not limited to gold. So that's what I'm looking for from the midfield. But just I guess the, the theme of the night is things are going to change, I think, drastically through those midweek games depending on who's starting and then that's massively going to impact the fixtures that we're looking at in terms of the Sunday games and who still has something to play for you know Rita it almost would have been better for us to do two shows this week one just looking at the DGW midweek teams and then doing a show on Thursday just looking because so much stuff is going to change it feels like the you know it just it feels like the opening game of the season where we just don't know what the lineups are going to be with each rolling uh you know roster that locks in but no, for sure. I mean, that's that's a huge element for, for this round. Blaine, how do you read it? Yeah, I mean, I've got most of the same names that have been around. I mean, Gald Mihailovic, um, somebody from Atlanta. 
and whatnot. And Zella, if they're playing for something like this week seems pretty chalky all the way around. I think we're looking at kind of the same double game week players and the guys who have the best ones. It's surprising not to see Heel's name pop up at this point in the show, um, just playing Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all worried about that rotation as well. I And given his injury this year, I could see him playing 45, 60 minutes just to keep him fresh because they're, they've locked up a bye week. There's going to be an international break. I mean, we're talking two, three weeks off. I don't expect Heel to not play, but I expect his minutes to be very limited. Um, uh, the two differentials I have is I am looking at Portland, and because of the rotation with Blanco, he's got an injury. <laughs> don't know how much Portland's going to push. Um, and just with the run of form, I really like Espria on two games. He's been playing really well for Portland, been getting on the score sheet a lot, uh, scored a lot of goals lately. So I don't know. I kind of, I just kind of like him as a safer option if they're going to try to protect anybody due to injuries. And then just because of the weird run of form and I don't like the way Austin's lining up, especially missing Jimenez this weekend, I actually like bringing in Kinda from Kansas City this week. Um, double decent matchups, a lot to play for. I just, I've just got that feeling that he's had a few better weeks recently, and I think he's got another chance at it here with the double. I like him better than some of the single game week options, and I'll take my chances with the way Sporting's just been scoring goals like crazy, and he's been playing a little bit farther forward on the wing with Shallowy injured, so we'll just kind of have to see what happens there, but I do like bringing him in for the final round. Blaine stole one of my under the radar ones with Kinda. Uh, the other one, everything else, I, I mean, I definitely uh, agree with. Uh, I, I think Barco edges out for me as well. Uh, Rusnak edges out. I like Gold um, just just on the surface uh, because of what he's done and what this means for Vancouver uh, and then Mihailovic uh, as well. Uh, the other name I'll throw out there, kind of a switcheroo-y other option, I guess depending on what happens. But uh, Blessing, Blessing's been. Uh, a midfield option that's done some some good things for LAFC recently uh, doesn't make my my five. I, I could see myself maybe having uh, uh, this as one of my my switcheroo spots this round, but but that's a name to throw out there. He's he had some points, uh, and this means a lot for LAFC. So that that could bring bring some good results out of some good form out of blessing. Reed, if you're going to say blessing, I think we've got to put Sequentes out there as well. Sure. Uh, just I, I'm if I was picking an LAFC mid, which I'm not, I probably would be taking Sequentes over Blessing. That's just my take on it. But since we're bringing LAFC into it, um, I think I don't think it's a bad shot. I just think I'd take Sifu over Blessing anytime. No, totally, totally bad. Like I said, I agree. I'm not looking at an LAFC, but I really went through some of these bubble teams and, and was trying to think, okay, who who might be someone who I look for here. Uh, that that could be a diamond in the rough. But yeah, no, either one of those guys. Let's move on to forwards, Matt. Johnny Russell, Joseph Martinez, Arango, Rydam and Sharpie. I defy anyone on this call to tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Do they have to be in that order? No. Okay. Blaine, is he wrong? Because my order was Arango, Russell, and Martinez. And... I've got uh, I've got Brian White penciled in here as well. The double game for Atlanta or for Vancouver is pretty strong. I don't think you can completely discount White, but I don't think he passes any of Matt's three on the depth chart. 
But if you've got that gut feeling or if you think somebody's going to be rested for playoffs, maybe Martinez doesn't go both games just because he's had an injury this year. Maybe you look at White, but no, those are my three as well. Ashley? Yeah, I mean, I love the three. I think the only name I put in here, again, I mean, I can't, I hate saying <laughs> it sounds gross now. Again, lineup dependent is Bo or Buxa. Um, I mean, Inter Miami is just garbage defensively in so many ways. Um, you know, neither of them are playing, I don't believe, for any sort of golden boot. Um, I, I don't, you know, Bo's in the MVP conversation, but that's not something you really pay attention to, I don't think. Um, but I just like that matchup enough, depending on who's in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would have to be a very New England heavy lineup for me to start Boer Buxa over Yosef. Um, so I, you know, I can't really, I, I hear Bl- Blaine shout for Brian White. Um, he's, he's a, a switcheroo player for me, but I think you got to go the same three that Matt said and just Arano, Russell, Jamar. Just a quick fact check on the Golden Boot race. Uh, Tati Castellanos is leading with 18. Buxa is on 16 and Bo is on 15. So you need a brace from Buxa or a hat trick from Bo and Tati to not score against Philly. And then correct me if I'm wrong, is the tiebreaker not assists rather than it is, is, uh, in which case Castellanos is at eight and then uh, Buxa and Bo respectively are on four and nine. I'd imagine Tati starting against Philly. I would imagine if anybody's scoring, it's probably him. So um, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think, a New England player getting the golden boot is something that on on the long list of many things that Bruce Arena does not care about, one of his strikers (laughs) getting golden boot will not be in consideration for his lineup decisions on Sunday. Now, Matt, Matt, since you bring it up, I I teased it last week. I've talked about it on Twitter. Arango getting a brace in one and a hattie in the other puts him right into contention. And with his current form, I wouldn't say it's out of the question. Nobody's he gets five goals and he and he's right. You know what? He gets six goals and he's winning this thing, guys. A double hat trick and and it's gonna happen. Are penalties. I don't I there's just I I know his production since we got here is insane. Can't take it away from him. But there's no way that that happens. What are we talking about? A month ago, how many goals did he have? He was nowhere in this conversation at all. So he got here in August. He started scoring in August. Yeah. He was nowhere in contention, and now he is five goals out. I mean, with the double game. picking him up. I'm just saying he's not going to win the Golden Boot, and I will take that bet with you today. With with the double game week coming, and Matt, you're disrespecting my boy. Shallowy's got two games. He did play last week. I didn't mention I didn't mention Shallowy in terms of the Golden Boot race. He was just referencing the Golden Boot in relation to what I said for my forward picks. Not it it wasn't a general Golden Boot combo. It was a. But if Shallowy's back, I mean that's the other one. He's got two games to make up the ground on Tati. He's on sixteen as well. You you do it. I I will trust. I I would trust Shallowy to catch Castellanos before I would bet that Arango scores multiple goals against the Colorado Rapids on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Depends on if Wilson gets a red card again or not. Depends on if your goalkeeper gets a new wrestling move out there. Yeah. uh, Don't bring up red cards here, Blaine. You're in no position to start. uh... Um, I'll trust us, the boss trustee. Thank you very much. Well, I'm in complete agreement with with Matt. Uh, it is uh, those three 
players. Uh, I think I think Belang having a, a Brian White shout out just goes back to the back and forth he and Ashley have had throughout the season about yeah. uh, um, about the consistency of Brian White. But no, I think that's great. I mean, I I love Joseph because he's going up against Cincinnati. I, I think that's it's a really good potential, especially after we drop so many goals to Nashville. <laughs> Uh, Russell is, has just been on fantastic form and we've already talked enough about LAFC and what could or could not happen there. But uh, no, I think those are the three definite chalk options. If you want to go with that, Tati is another one. If you wanted to go crazy and off the wall, I mean, his, his production is just right there, depending on, on how things go. I mean, you could look to Ola if you wanted to, but I mean, after, after the three I've already mentioned, I really think it dries up quick. If you're not going to go with all three of those players that we're looking at, you're probably looking at scrubbing a forward to do something with a switcheroo. So uh, I'm, I'm just not sure that, that uh, this is a time where you want to go away from the chalk, but I mean, someone, someone to get a double hat trick today. So who knows what's, what's going to happen right there, but no, I, I like that. I like those three players. I don't see anything else in chat. However, we do have one update in chat that uh, to point out that this will be Frederico Higuain's, last mm-hmm. game since he is retiring so uh, not a forward but uh, a swan song for Federico Higuain do not put him in your fantasy lineup no. do not nice do not it is a it is a nice little comment exactly exactly he used to be I mean he used to be a lock a weekly lock you know and he so used to be a forward who, who got mm-hmm. those bonus points but not he anymore. sure did not I appreciated him but yeah. not this week <laughs> let's talk about switcheroos I've mentioned some but Ashley who are you looking at yeah I, uh, I like uh, Spree to me, Blaine mentioned him is, is more of a switcheroo. Um, I also think that he's more of a double lock than possibly Blanco and, and Valeria. I, I haven't seen a bunch about Blanco's recent knock and what's been kind of having him and Valeria alternate like that. So I'm not sure how serious that is. Um, and again, like I said, Brian White for me um, was a, was a switcher option. I'm pretty tied to those strikers. So I don't know that I could plug him in. Um, but if we said those names and you were like, why would you do that? Maybe you want Brian White. Um, I know he didn't, he didn't pop for Blaine this weekend. Red Bull's offense generally has been not a big fantasy destination, but I do think you could look at um, Casters Jr. or Fabio or Clamala. But again, like we said, with just three forward spots, I don't know how you're doing much else. Um, they would definitely be considered differentials. Um, but I think it, it's worth considering them as as a switchers if if you're so inclined just because of the matchups that they have but um i didn't put in my in my notes but i also think that some of the single game week players with 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 mukhtar um maybe dc depending on what they have to play for in toronto um are, are decent switcheroo options um depending on how double game week heavy you're going um, I'm looking at a pretty split mix. This to me, this week isn't a two bites at the apple for every position and player type of a situation. Um, so I think either of those single game week teams could could produce some good switcheroos. Lane. Yeah, I mean, Espria was one of those names I talked about that I think definitely falls into your switcheroo bench category <laughs> for this week. Um, he doesn't have the highest ceiling. Um, and when he's not scoring, he's getting a two or a three, but he's been scoring enough lately that I think you can really put him in there. Um, I would say a second Atlanta midfielder is kind of your switcheroo luxury option this week. I don't really see two being viable for me, but if you're, if you're on it, I think one of them is definitely a switch switcheroo. 
Same with White. I threw him out there as kind of a third forward option if you didn't like the other guys. And then I think there's one name that may displace one of my starting forwards, as random as that is, and it would probably be the SKC pick on that one. And it's because I don't know the status on this one, and I don't think anybody really does, but Chris Wondolowski could possibly be playing his last game in San Jose if he chooses to retire. Um, this would be his send-off. Don't know if he's going to retire or not. He talked earlier in the year that he would be coming back, but I fully expect a start from him if this is his last game, and I don't think we can be sleeping on that potential. Uh, San Jose and Dallas have nothing to play for. There's no, there's no change in the standing other than just pride at this point. And if this is going to be Wando's last game, let him play, let him start. He's going to be hungry just to pad his stats a little bit. He scored One last of, weekend. <laughs> I know he did. Yeah. I know he did. And score a few more for the home fans before leaving. And I don't think we can overlook how big of a fantasy impact that could be a Wando Brace or a Hattie to leave the leave MLS potentially. I'm not going to speak for him because he said he's going to play as long as he wants to. But I know he's got family and he's talked about it in the offseason that he's got family that's let him do this for so long. And he wants to go be a dad and stay home with his family and not have to worry about the the trials of sports. So I don't know. Could this be his last one? And if it is his last one, I don't know that I want to be without him for his final game. I mean, Wando's been just such a huge part of the game. So if he's playing and it's his final game and this is retirement. I kind of want him in there because I think he can take advantage of this Dallas game. Yeah. Uh, not much to add that hasn't been previously said. If you're looking at it, I'm looking at matchups on Sunday where there's a, a team with something to play for against a team that does not have something to play for. If you're looking for the Eastern conference time slots, it's probably going to be Columbus, New England, and Nashville in some order. And then your best option in terms of Western conference games are going to be Colorado. And then I'd say certain San Jose players. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. But, you know, as we've said, a lot's going to change between now and um, by the time we get to Sunday with the Eastern conference games, including, but not limited to it's currently one nil to the LA galaxy um, on Monday night in the first half. So we'll see. Yeah, good shout-outs. Uh, I've already mentioned mine throughout the show, but yes, I'm glad Blaine stuck to his fantasy fiduciary duties and mentioned Wando. Uh, and finally, let's, let's wrap things up with our captain picks. Blaine. Yeah, this one's tough for me. Um, the Atlanta Times 2 just really sticks out to me, especially with that second one being against Cincinnati. Uh, whoever the midfielder is there could definitely do it. Um, I still like the Arango hype for Golden Boot. I think going with him for the highlight reel plays, uh, multiple goals in one of those games, I think is definitely possible and could could be the highest scoring player of the round. So I, I think you'd be I think you'd be crazy to not consider Arango at some point this week before they start their first game. And then I was gonna do it, but you guys talked about it a little bit. Um just because I'm not in Champions League, Federico Higuain was one of those guys, if he starts, would be a, a big captain shout for me, just to captain him one more time before he's gone. It's more of a sentimental thing. I'm not in Champions League, so who cares? But he's been such a huge part of this game that I can't – it sucks that we don't get to captain him one more time. I mean, I hoped he had done more in, in Miami and everything. It's just 
I don't know. He had a what an eight, 10 point game and a 13 or a 15 point game in the last few weeks. When he's gotten to start, he's played halfway decent. It's just against a heavily rotated New England squad, it makes a lot of sense. If he starts, if New England comes out looking just to make a statement and play their guys, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I was going to talk about him here because it is his last game. And I kind of expect him to start for his last game. And maybe I just do it for the for the memes on it because why not? I'm not in Champions League. It doesn't matter to me. Matt? Um, Atlanta TBD for me. It's probably going to be Barker or Justin Martinez. I'm probably going to wait for the lineup to see, A, are both of them starting? And then is there something that's going on in the Red Bulls midfield that's going to have a favorable advantage one or the other? You couldn't really go wrong with either. So it's going to be one of those two. Um, I think what Blaine said about a wrong go is fair, but I'm looking at Lana. just haven't decided who yet. Ashley. I'm kind of the exact switch opposite of Matt, where I, I think I want to go Arango, but I think that Atlanta is a great other option. I'm not, I'm not totally sold on, sold on Arango, but that's where I went in, instinctively, not because I think he's going to get the golden boot, but because I think he has a chance to put some goals up. Um, and they need to win. And if they're going to score, it seems to come through. He contributes in some way. Um, but I think that Barco or Joseph or whomever from Atlanta, as long as it's not Lennon, um, I think is a, is a great captain, captain shout. So I, I might end up going back to that one thing, you know, we'll talk about this in our, in our recap, but one thing that has kind of killed me this year is I feel like I haven't been bold enough in my captain picks. Like, even if I haven't picked a chalky team, I tend to pick a chalky captain and that's not really like me, but it has been this season. So um, I kind of want to do something this last week that I think will work, but that I also think isn't something everyone else is going to do. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm really wondering actually if, if Blaine's the only one who's doing this, this golden boot hype. So but, uh, I mean, like Matt said, sometimes if we just speak it into existence, it'll I mean, really hard. watch how dumb we all would feel from Sunday if Arango pulls it out. And that we laugh at like, could you imagine? It, 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 and if Blaine captains him, which he won't because he's doing that, it, it'd be a total Spencer. That's what oh. it Michael Barrios is going to score 13 goals on Sunday <laughs> in the Golden to win it. purely despite Reed. Yeah. Uh, he will be in my team every round if that happens in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Every round. That will change the tide finally. And every, every episode, I'll be like, it could happen again. It could happen again. I believe. I believe. Uh, as for me, I'm looking at Atlanta, leaning towards Barco right now, and uh, that's, that's probably where I'll put it. But uh, again, I, I, I like Atlanta mostly because of that FC Cincinnati game, and uh, I think they have a good shot at at uh, doing to them what Nashville did <laughs> last week. So, but I'm looking at Barco right now as my primary one. Uh, nothing else coming from chat. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. This is the final round, but as I said, we'll be back for two more episodes, a quick one next week, and then the longer one when we do our, our proper recap. So be on the lookout for the survey to get some feedback to us for what you want to hear us talk about. And let's wrap everything else up with the plugs. Blaine. Yeah. Um, plugs. I hadn't thought this far ahead, but yeah. <laughs> Every week. It's the last thing. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, every week. Yeah. Um, just a huge shout out to Matt. I'm glad you're back here for the last week of the, of the round. I do owe you a six pack of beer. You helped get me the the shield in uh, my draft league. I don't know what you said to those Colorado guys, but they did it. I spoke it into existence. This is this is my <laughs> my role, my power when I'm on this podcast. Yeah, I owe Matt for that one. Um, I mean, uh, I've got a slight edge. It looks like going into the 
second leg of our final in my draft league as well. It's been a huge week or a huge year for me. It's a lot of it's come on the back of Colorado players actually. So it's fitting that Matt's here for that too, but just a huge shout out to Matt for all the support he gives throughout the year, ran a U.S. article for me and everything. And I'm just glad he's here on the end of the show because it's kind of my whole writing career has come in a couple of different phases and Matt's been kind of on the fringes of that the entire time and I appreciate it now I'm here and Matt's coming to join us and it's just it's just one of those so thank you Matt for another good season and good luck take down Skyler in the final I think (laughs) especially if he doesn't give Blaine those three points he's owed yeah (laughs) yeah six points six points Six points for me. It's a captain. You're right. You're right. Why do I get to take over the MLS fantasy weekly I, preview articles? Is I this think like that's the, how it works. Yeah, I okay. think that's how it works. This is like not not Avatar. What am I thinking of? The um uh the 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 80s sci-fi movie with the swords and the quickening, and it's named like a oh, Highlander. Highlander. Highlander, thank you. you yeah, so fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I had just, just see what's behind me, right? I know. No, it's not. It wasn't a judgment. It was just, it I mean, it's not highlighted, so but it's faster just... than I thought you were going to get to it. <laughs> Matt, what about you? Um, uh, follow me on Twitter at LWS Matt Pollard. And then obviously, if you want to check out my writing, the overwhelming majority of which is not fantasy related, last word on sports.com backslash soccer. And then obviously, uh, soccer rabbi and I are going strong, getting ready to inject the MLS Cup playoff directly into our veins. So if you want that from a rapid perspective and some positive takes on Michael Barrios as a player, um, holding the high line, search it wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to here. And then also at Rapids 96 podcast on twitter ashley uh i just do have to say that i am constantly pro barrios i do try to have that back and forth with with reed um i this is very home run i don't even care but i have a huge shout out and plug for jordan morris who's on the bench for seattle after his second acl tear um he was always a player i liked and my five-year-old son has just become obsessed with him the last year and a half um, and so our household has been very invested in that. Um, so to see anyone who's had, you know, big injuries like that as an athlete, I know I have, um, to see him just suiting up this season is mystifying. And so he will never hear this and that's not why I say it, but, um, I don't have a plug and I don't have that relationship with Matt that Blaine does. So I just had to come up with something and I'm watching the game and that's what it is. <laughs> Well, as for myself, as usual, check out MLSFantasyBoss.com. I will do my best this week to get all of the articles out, but I've I've got hours, people. I've got hours, mm-hmm. so the, editing the podcast is priority. But uh, check out MLSFantasyBoss.com uh, for, for all the stuff that, that we have there. Check out uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord at MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Check out that community. It's absolutely fantastic and continues to grow almost at 900 people now then of course to be involved in this podcast's community a little bit it's related it's not separate a little bit related uh over at the patreon site for mls fantasy insider mlsfi uh, slash patreon or patreon slash mlsfi and uh, you can check out how you can support us and become a a member and get some awesome swag we sent out the masks and pins and stickers and everything this year it was it was a good time uh, i've got some fun ideas for next season so be sure to check back next week to hear the details about the survey to find out how you can get feedback and then come back in two weeks and and see what we're going to be thinking about doing for 2022 and it's it's a lot of fun there's a lot of soccer left this year there's a lot of fantasy left for for this round so with that being said good luck 